Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Nick Verzellini. Good afternoon and welcome in to this Friday, June 24th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons. Family-owned, full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Puinick, Verzellini, no Colin. He's on vacation for the next uh, week plus. We'll be back uh, July 5th because we are off on July 4th. So we'll be back July 5th. Uh, sitting in for him today is uh, our very own Avery Newport. It's been a while. I haven't seen you for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, the Colin, Nick saw you last week because I was on vacation last week, so. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to see you again, Spencer. It's uh, good to have you back in the host chair. No offense to Colin, who uh, who did a fine job in uh, in your place, but he was uh, in relief. Yeah, he was. He was a relief or he was pitcher, pinch hitting, backup quarterback. He was pinch wanna, hitting. Yeah, whatever you want to say. But um, well, no, Nick was actually pinch hitting host wise. Yeah, yeah Colin was just pushing the buttons. Yeah, we were we were doing a little you know thing where a Nick was hosting, where? and then Colin was in the in the chair running the boards. So. I'm happy you didn't disrespect me just now, Avery. <laughs> What, how would I disrespect you, Nick? You were help, happy that Spencer is back in the host chair, meaning not where Colin it was. <laughs> I'm so you don't you don't like when Colin's there, but you're. I never said that. that was, you're, you're twisting my words, sir. I said That's Colin did a fine job. You can go back and listen. He did no. a fine job in the chair. I don't know. Play the tape. Be my guest. You'll you'll hear it. You'll hear it. It'll be there. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. I don't know. He is heading off. You got a month left here. What? Like 35 days left? Your last day, what? The 31st, July 31st. Wow. It's going fast. It is. Time is going fast. How dare Uh, you, Speaking of people going different places, uh, we announced, or we read on the air a couple weeks ago, I announced it in my sports report, Nick did as well, uh, that the 2021 West Virginia State Gatorade Baseball Player of the Year and Jefferson alum Colin Horowitz had announced his intent to transfer from Army as he was in, I believe that was at the end of baseball season, uh, at the end of high school baseball season. Well, yesterday he announced his commitment on his Twitter. He is committed to San Jacinto Community College in Houston, Texas. Uh, looking them up, they uh, in the JUCO ranks, they're a very, very highly ranked school. And obviously he's just kind of looking for a reset right now, looking for, uh, you know, my thoughts on this is he probably just didn't get that D1 offer that he wanted. So he's going to go to a community college next year, try to get that D1 offer. Uh but it's a very successful D1 or community college. I believe they're forty-five and twenty last year. Wow! So that's pretty impressive for the for the JUCO ranks. Yeah, but you know, I, I that's not an uncommon thing. You know, a lot of guys will start their careers in D1 and then and then uh, move down to to play JUCO ball for a year and then come back with another offer. It's that's happened in a number of different sports in college before. So that's not surprising. Uh, I you know. Not really sure why he would choose a school as far as you know Houston, but again, as you mentioned, they're a pretty prominent program, so that might have been the reason right there that they're one of the better JUCO programs. So, um, you know, if if that's a path that he wants to take, then more power to him. I hope he 
succeeds and plays well and he can get another offer for another school somewhere else yeah i think maybe the decision on location of the school it does seem like a lot of the bigger and more successful junior colleges are in the texas they're in the state of texas kind of on the western side of the country area like i can't really think of any big name junior colleges around here or, or even on the east coast i mean you either think, that or mississippi i feel like yeah mississippi a, a big juco that's for football like but. blinn college is a huge one in texas yep. yeah yeah uh, so I think having that opportunity uh, to potentially, you know, play your way up to the next level um, again, and I think prove yourself and maybe get a little bit more playing time in junior college and then head back to Division One uh, to finish out your career makes a lot of sense for well, Horwitz. So, uh, and great I was opportunity. looking, I was looking on the roster because I was like, well, they're bound to have a lot of people that have transferred from other colleges if they're such a successful JUCO. Uh, you've got a lot of guys that are maybe didn't get the playing time they felt they deserved at another place, so they wanted to go where they could shine. A lot of these are Texas schools, but you know Rice, uh, Texas A&M, Texas TCU's on there, uh, Texas Rio Grande Valley, Baylor, Oklahoma State, University of Kentucky, Rice, University of Louisville, University of Texas, Oklahoma State, uh, and then Arkansas. Those are some of the guys that have transferred. Uh, from other colleges that are Division One wise, there are some other JUCOs that there are a lot of good baseball of, programs yeah, in there too. Some very prominent yeah. programs, and it's I mean, it, if you look back at the stats there, uh, Horowitz did not get a lot of playing time this year, but I mean he was a freshman. But uh, you know, best of luck to him as he continues his collegiate career down at San Jacinto or Jacin Jacinto, excuse me, uh, Community College in Houston, Texas, as he looks. Uh, to uh, potentially go back to the Division One ranks after uh, next season. Yeah, best of luck to him. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, talent down there, given that a lot of these players were uh, former Division One quality players. So I don't think he's guaranteed a spot to to play because there's a lot of guys on that list that... Um, I mean, that was just this 2022 roster. Yeah. So again, you know, Juco, you can go in and out. You can stay for two years, but you can also transfer after just your one year. Right. And uh, a lot of these guys, I don't know if they, they transfer, if they didn't technically finish their freshman year, if they, they had transferred prior, but there's a lot of freshmen and just a few sophomores. So I don't know what Horowitz will be considered. I didn't get to see that, how many years of eligibility he would have left. Uh, but, you know, there's a, there's a lot that, of those guys might not be on the 2023 team. That's either. what I was trying yeah. to point out was I don't know how many of those guys will be on that 2023 team. Uh, but best of luck to him down at San Jacinto Community College as he continues to uh, hopefully move back up the ranks next season. Yeah. And uh, we'll move over now um, to the West Virginia opening going on um, right now in Roanoke, West Virginia, the Stonewall Jackson uh, or Jackson Resort, excuse me, in the lead, David Bradshaw from Harper's Ferry. He's seven under, uh, one under today through five. Um, let me go down. A lot of things have changed in the last 24 hours since we talked about it on the show. Mason Kidwell, the shepherd uh, guy from Charlestown, he is tied, or he is has the outright position of 10th, a plus three. He is plus three today through six. Um, go down here. See anybody else? Charlestown. Jared Shank uh, tied for 19th at, at seven over par, plus two today through eight. Uh, Christian Boyd tied for 22nd out of Charlestown, plus eight, uh, one under today 
through 10. Um, and that's kind of the all the guys that are from this area. Falling Waters, Ryan Crabtree tried for, tied for 32nd, 12 over par, 10 through the 10th hole today is plus four. So uh, that's going on down there at the Stonewall Jackson Resort. Just wanted to update everybody on the going-ons there. So there's quite a few guys from the Eastern Panhandle. Yeah, I remember Mason Kidwell pretty well from uh, his Shepherd days. So best of luck to him. I don't want to sound biased or anything, but you know he was uh, he's on the Shepherd golf team. So you know it's always cool to see Shepherd alums succeeding. So best of luck. And uh, while we have the time, this is an in-state thing to talk about. Um, I received, uh, or I was on social media today. I knew there was something going on. Nick Nick knows what I'm talking about here. Uh, long-awaited Marshall Baseball Stadium uh, that was set to actually, what, begin play in 2021, I think, right, at one point? Uh, yes. At one point. It was supposed point. to be, yeah, last year. Yeah, 2021. Then it was 2022. Then it was 2023. And then they kind of were like, we got to reevaluate all this. Well, Marshall got their new athletic director, Christian Spears, who you've heard here on the show uh, in the last couple months. Uh, so they had a special session with the Board of Governors today, and they uh, approved the Capital Program Statement, a revised baseball stadium proce- project during presented during a special meeting. The new baseball stadium will be built along a parcel of land at 2nd Avenue and 22nd Street, which is actually closer to the school and the other athletic facilities, just a little bit closer. Uh, but it's adjacent to the softball program's Dot Hicks Field and right across 5th Avenue, um, from the football complex and the rest of the athletic offices. The baseball stadium, which was originally slated for a property on 5th Ave, but the new ch- site was chosen as it allows the stadium to be developed at a lower cost with an accelerated time of completion. The goal is for a $20 million facility to be built in 15 months when construction begins and be ready for the 2024 college baseball stadium. Uh, finally, maybe? Maybe finally, Nick? Yeah, I mean... I think it it will get done under Christian Spears. Uh, he's already you know done a lot in his short period, and Brad Smith as the president as well has done a lot at Marshall. So I, I'm hopeful that this gets done. It obviously is you know kind of crazy that they still don't have a baseball stadium, and, and Marshall's a school that has, as you mentioned, a softball stadium. But that's not too crazy. Uh, a soccer stadium is kind of crazy, but they don't have a baseball stadium. Um, and it would make Marshall baseball relevant, which it really hasn't ever been, it seems like. And I think if they could get a stadium, that would help that program tremendously uh, bring in more talent. Um, I mean, you look at the soccer facility helps Marshall soccer be one of the best teams in the nation. And they play in a great conference in the Sun Belt now for baseball. So, you know, players would be attracted to Marshall more. Softball has a great team. You know, most of the athletic teams are pretty good at Marshall, if not really good in their conference. So, um, you know, I I think the baseball stadium, it needs to get done. It's well overdue, and I'm hoping that Christian Spears and Brad Smith can make that a reality. Well, and uh, on the – so I got an email from the – what is it? The Big Green Scholarship Foundation, not a member of it, but uh, we did go to that tailgate, Nick, at at Navy – Uh, through them so they got my email through that so now i'm getting all the emails and they asked for a donation uh from on the herd rises website and chris and melissa lambert have generously committed to match any donation today up to fifty thousand dollars so could be potential hundred thousand dollars of donations 
uh, coming today or in the next couple of days Spencer to go just towards. donated 50k I, I don't have that kind of money i don't think that i don't get that kind of money uh from my corner name it the uh spencer dupuis press box i mean yeah. how much is that gonna cost me 50k i don't have that kind of money nick you you, you know i, I don't think you have that kind of money either. i don't think anybody around here has that kind of money nope <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports in Mix. This room. <laughs> Brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. After this two-minute break, we'll talk some NBA, the draft last night, uh, plus more drama. And then at 1230, we'll be joined by Hedgesville football and new girls basketball coach um, after, at that, after this at 1230. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepherd Rams quarterback Tyson Bagent. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axel Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. Are you at risk for a heart attack or stroke? WV Medicine would like to remind you it's important to recognize the signs and symptoms so you can seek medical attention FAST. The acronym FAST stands for F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, S, speech difficulty, and T, time to call 911. If you are having a stroke, get medical attention right away. Immediate treatment may decrease the risk of disability and prevent death. This important message is brought to you by WVU Medicine. What do you get when the longest, hardest, widest runway in the state of West Virginia is asked to host the 250th birthday of Berkeley County? A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness an afternoon of fun, music, and finish with the largest fireworks show worthy of a 250-year-old. Visit Eastern West Virginia Regional Airport on Sunday, July 3rd with gates opening at 2.50 p.m., of course. We'll have food trucks, libation, and something for all ages as we celebrate Berkeley 250. Go to berkeleywv250.com and click on events to get the full lineup of fun. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 as Nick throws on his headphones there. Come on, Nick, you're slacking. Come on. I'm I'm ready, man. You are ready. All right. All right. Uh, we'll talk NBA draft here last night. Uh, Paulo Bencaro. Yes, Paulo Bencaro goes we, number we one. We just talked about this pronunciation. Goes number one uh, to the Orlando Magic after it was, I mean, the three, those first three guys could have been any three of them. Yeah, but the 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 betting odds coming into the draft last night were that Jabari Smith Jr. from Auburn was going to be picked number one by the Magic, and then uh, the consensus really was that Chet Holmgren would be picked by OKC, the Thunder at number two, 
that was almost set in stone for for quite some time now. And then the thought was Bancaro would go number three to Houston, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty surprised. I mean, everyone was was almost uh, certain that uh, Jabari Smith was going to go to the Magic with the number one pick, and they threw a curveball out there. And they, the, they there was all betting odds all day. That is why I don't bet because all day it yeah. was saying that he was going to well, go. You're, you're and at like seven fifteen. Bet on the NBA draft in the state of West Virginia. You're not? I mean, most states, I don't think you are. I think it's well, only they, like in New Jersey. and I did see betting odds, though, yeah, is what I'm saying. Yeah, there were odds, but you you just weren't allowed to dra- bet on the draft. Hmm. That's interesting. I think it's only like a few few states you can. I don't yeah. know. It's That's a, that's news to me. I wasn't going to, but I was like, thank God I didn't because it was it's all like, day. It's uh, like, I think in like West Virginia, you can bet on like college players to score touchdowns, but like in PA, you can't and a few others. Yeah. It's just hmm. weird. But... Uh, Banchero, he uh, he rose quite a bit in those odds, um, and I think I said on the show when I saw originally he was like plus thirteen hundred or something, and then he rose up to plus two thirty. I was like, well, maybe they know something now that he might be that number one pick. Uh, but like you said, I, I changed my mind because Smith was the odds-on favorite. Woj was reporting he thought Smith was going to go number one. And that didn't happen. He ended up going three. Uh, but I think the Duke product, I mean, we saw what Benchero was able to do. I think both of them are pretty similar players. Uh, the wild card there is the number two in Holmgren just because, you know, depending on how you look at him, I mean, some people think he's the next Porzingis in some ways, and I think that's a good comparison. Perkins had thrown out Giannis. I don't really see a Giannis comparison there. But Perkins was. I mean, out maybe some like crazy early in his career, because Giannis, when he was first into the league, he's not he was, built like Giannis, though. Yeah, I mean, Giannis wasn't built like that when he first came into the league. So maybe he'll develop into that kind of player. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, the concerns around Holmgren is that he's too skinny to be like a you know consistent big man down low, and I don't really buy it. I mean, there are guys that you know don't Kevin have Grant's, like these who huge builds. <laughs> never who can, been big. Yeah, who can succeed, and he's got like his instincts on defense are fantastic he gets a ton of blocks per game his timing is great too so i'm not worried about his build at all i think he'll fit in really well with a young okc team and uh we'll kind of move on here we're kind of running short on time we got to get to uh, coach matt faircloth there now of both the eagles at hedgesville men's or excuse me football team and girls basketball team at 12 30 uh, but the wizards draft at number 10 and uh, Colin asked us who we were making predictions of. And, uh, you know, not a big Wizards guy. I'm a Wizards fan, just the casual fan. And I was, I've was i been reading up on the draft lately just to see who kind of the Wizards were looking for. And uh, I was correct. I'm thinking Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin. Thank you. And they did indeed pick Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin. So, Yeah, I, I think, you know, we had kind of thought he would probably be there and he was projected to go. Uh, to the Wizards and a lot of my drafts. So good call there, Spencer, on on Davis. And um, I really like what I've seen uh, from him. You know, I don't, I didn't watch a ton of uh, Wisconsin this year. Just didn't yeah. really have much time to watch a lot of college. We did watch the tournament a little bit. Or I watched pretty much all the tournament. And, uh, you know, 6'6 six, six guard that can score at all three levels. I really like this pick for Washington, especially if they're going to Brad Beal at the point guard. I think you could potentially throw Davis in there at the two uh, or even Corey Kispert at times too. So 
you know, it's another good young player. Hopefully he works out well. Tommy Shepard's done a good job of picking in that 8 to 10 range. And uh, I think he probably got another really good contributor as a guy that surprised a lot of people last year as a freshman at Wisconsin. Yeah, I agree. I think he's an excellent scorer at all three levels, is really going to help the Wizards offensively. I still don't really think it solves the the point guard conundrum that they have right now. I know that there's been rumors about Beal maybe moving to the one, and you know now with Davis in the fold, they might do a, a one-two punch there. I don't know. I think they're both kind of natural two guards. They're not the best passers, and that's kind of what you would like out of your point guard is to kind of facilitate the offense. So, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to work that way, but the NBA is evolving into a more positionless league every year, and I'm sure if they were to start both of them, they'd find a way to make it work offensively. Yeah, definitely. And we are running short on time, so we're going to circle back in the towards the end of the show and talk rest of the stuff from the NBA draft. Some drama going down uh, between one player that has a wish list of teams he wants to go to and a big trade and three-team trade that uh, Kemba Walker was acquired uh, by a team that is starting to build some talent, and especially with who they drafted uh, yesterday. Uh, but after this two-minute break, we'll be joined by Matt Faircloth, most of you know, head coach of the Eagle Hedgesville Eagles football team now takes over the reins of the girls' basketball team. So we'll have both programs uh, this year and going forward. So we'll do that after this two-minute break. You're tuning the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Show some natitude for the July weekend at Nats Park. It starts Friday night with post-game freedom fireworks presented by Budweiser. On Saturday and Sunday, kids under 12 can stay cool in a new bucket hat. And first pitch on Monday the 4th is at 11.05 a.m., giving the family time to celebrate all day long. Get your tickets now at nationals.com slash tickets. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
Welcome back in to this June 24th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Avery hanging out with you today and calling on vacation for the next week. Uh, well, now welcome to the program, as many of you know, as the head coach of the Hedgesville Eagles football program, but he's now taking on another role, so two roles. He's now the head girls basketball coach at Hedgesville. Welcome to the show, Coach Faircloth. How we doing, fellas? Appreciate you having me. We're doing good, and we get the news the other day coming out that you are taking over the reins of another program at Hedgesville, the girls' basketball program. And uh, uh, what is, what was the uh, kind of getting to that point like for you, and uh, how does it feel to take on another role of kind of – as a high school coach, you're not only coaching, but you're kind of molding who kids can be in leadership roles and kind of stuff like that. So how does that feel to take on another role? I mean, for me, I've always enjoyed, you know, coaching – kids i mean it doesn't matter boys girls uh for me it's it, i'm invested in this community when i say i'm invested it's not just for you know my three boys that are coming through here you know i'm invested in Hedgesville, and for me having the opportunity to you know take over a girls basketball program that you know i think there's potential there and you know you got to get out and recruit the hallways and get these get these young ladies out here and bought in you know, for me, it's uh, it's a challenge, but at the same time, it's one that uh, it's one I'm ready for. Coach, what's your uh, background in, in basketball? I've coached basketball every year, uh, pretty much every year I've coached football. Uh, I've had the varsity girls at South Hagerstown. Uh, I took that over for a year. They hadn't won games in a few years, and you know, we we turned that around and passed that off to you know Coach Marsh over there now and. You know, I've had coached JV girls, freshman girls here before where we, you know, 16 and 4, 15 and 5. And, you know, it, it's all about, you know, getting these girls to buy back into what you're trying to do here because there's plenty of plenty of talent here walking the hallway. Hi, Coach Faircloth. This is Avery Newport. Um, so you, you're the head coach for the Hedgesville football program. What is the difference between coaching a high school football program and now taking over a girls' high school basketball program. Are you going to change your approach at all to coaching? Are you going to try some different tactics? Or are you mostly just going to do what worked for you as a football coach? Uh, for me, I've, I've always been a person. I, I don't change how I coach. You know, for me, athletes are athletes. You know, I've always come to the conclusion that girls want the structure and discipline and, and to be coached just as hard as the boys do. You know, sometimes it's a little – easier to coach girls because they don't have the bad habits from watching all these NBA players and NFL players and college players do do what they do. So for me, I always found it, you know, it's a lot easier coaching girls just because they haven't created bad habits yet. And, you know, as long as you can get a good staff around you and everybody on staff knows, you know, the vision, the plan, the process, uh, everything takes care of itself. And looking at that girls basketball team from last year, three seniors depart, uh, and you know, prominent senior in Kelly Hours uh, departed, but still a, a program there with a lot of now going to be seniors and going to be juniors. So there's a core there for you to uh, kind of build your program around. Right, and so you know, as soon as I found out that uh, you know that I got the job, and you know, I, I met with those returners that are going to be seniors, and we sat down and talked and. You know, let them have their minute of, you know, what they need to say, what they think the, the program lacks, what what they want out of it. And, you know, we came, we came up with our plan. And, you know, I think 
with what we got returning, we got a lot of experience returning because, I mean, when you only graduate a couple, it's, you know, you got some, it's just like us in football. You know, that first year we only graduated, you know, we graduated five. Then next thing you know, we got some returners and it starts to stack on top of itself. So I see this going going in the same direction as our, you know, our football program. It's going to be a step-by-step process, but you keep that young talent and develop it, 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 it normally comes to fruition a couple of years down the road. So, Coach, what are uh, some goals that you have for the girls' basketball program now that you're taking over? I mean, the, for me, it's it's I'm you know building. I was South Hagerstown. You know, we went in. You know, they they were struggling, and our process was to go out and compete each night, get ten percent better each day of practice, and just keep keep stepping forward. And that's going to be our process here: is get better at the fundamentals, know what we're trying to do, get out, play hard. Uh, you know, we, we always pride ourselves out here on the blue-collar work ethic, and that's what we're going to instill in this basketball program. And, you know, the goals for us is, you know, we're not one of the – I'm not one of the ones that, you know, we're going to sit here and say, hey, I just want to go out and compete. No, we want to go out and win. We want to go out and win games, and we're going to figure out how we do that. And once we get the buy-in and, you know, we've had girls showing up uh, every day that we've had basketball stuff, numbers keep increasing. So, for us, it, it, it's already starting to uh, go in the right direction. Coach, let's talk about uh, off-season workouts here. You briefly mentioned them there uh, just a second ago. Uh, how have they been going so far? What have you seen from from your girls, and what do you hope to see uh, as off-season workouts continue? You know, I think for us, you know, just the, the little bit of time that I've had them, you know, working on footwork, stepping into shots, you know, working on ball handling, working on eyes up, catching the ball, all that stuff so far, they've progressed. I mean, in the last probably two days, they progressed so much from the time that I've had with them last week. So it's it's going in the right direction. Uh, we've had we had a we actually had a, a girl that was about six three show up uh, with great touch, and you know she's she's raw, but at the same time, in, in an in an hour and hour and thirty minutes, she she developed some some skill, and that's the biggest thing for us is developing skill and, and figuring out how we're going to play. And now moving to football, uh, obviously off-season workouts for that are going on as well. Uh, and didn't get a chance to see your team last week at the 7-on-7s at Martinsburg. So we'll ask you some questions uh, like we did those coaches there. Uh, what's kind of been the off-season mentality? I know last year when we talked to you, uh, it was kind of just starting to build and, and improve on the last season and uh, finishing 4-6 and six last season. Uh, what's kind of the mentality for your team this, this off-season program? that you're putting together they're ready to roll uh you know last year i told you all i think last year was probably the most amped up and anticipated i've ever been for a season well i'm probably more amped up and more anticipated this season than i was last season uh you know we've, we've had over 75 kids every day you know right now we got almost i think we were 104 uh signed up to play we got a lot of kids on vacation but you know for us it's been it's been these kids are ready to rock and roll and they're locked in and you know the weight room's going really well. We we're in seven on seven league over in uh, Washington County. Uh, we're two and zero over there right now. Uh, you know we got some athletes that came in. Uh, quarterbacks back are almost entire offensive lines back. Defensive wise, they're young but they're starting to develop and it's it's, it's going to be fun. And coach, you guys uh, continued to make progress last year in being competitive, and uh, 
that was kind of the goal, I think, for last season. But what would you say, I guess, is what you're trying to do this year in terms of getting over the hump and maybe making it into the playoffs again at Hedgesville? You know, I, I asked them uh, the other day, I said, you know, what, what's the biggest goal and what, what, what are we trying to do here? And, and, and they said, you know, our senior leadership stepped up and said, it's playoffs are bust for us. And we're putting all, all our, you know, we're going all in on it. And, you know, these, these seniors that have been trusted the process the last two years, you know, and now's their time. We, we say that we seniors, we always want to pass it and leave it better than we found it. Uh, I think this senior group's ready to set the new standard for what we're trying to do and, and hand it off to the next group. Uh, so for us, you know, we got our eyes on the playoffs. We, we think, we thought we should have been there last year. We let two games get away from us that we feel that, you know, our youth really cost us. But right now I think these guys are locked in and that playoff run is, is it's right there in front of us. And uh, you uh, you mentioned that playoff run. Well, it'll all start about two months from tomorrow uh, with your game against Washington. That'll be at home this year, that Thursday night game. Uh, and then it looks like, uh, looking at the schedule, Warren County on the schedule, East Fairmont, Morgantown, another challenging team, uh, Silver Oak Academy out of Maryland, and then Hampshire back on the schedule, uh, adding to the uh, already that you already have with the EPAC teams. Well, it, it, it got a little harder. We uh, we had to drop Silver Oak Academy. Uh, they dropped football, okay. so uh, it got a little harder for us. We went we went ahead and picked up Friendship Collegiate Academy out of D.C. Um, got a couple four star recruits. Uh, you know, and you know our thought process on you know going into a game like that is for us. You know, we don't want to finish. We don't want to have a, a schedule that allows us to just finish six and four, seven and three. And then get into the playoffs, and, and you know we're not prepared. For us, we want to. We already have to play the Martinsburgs, the Musselmans, the Jeffersons, the Morgantowns. You know that's 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 tough already. But for us, we wanted to find another tough opponent. And you know if it knocks us down to, you know, a five and five or a six and four season, so be it because that's going to what's going to prepare us for when we get in the playoffs. What have you seen, uh, Coach? Out of some of the guys coming back. Um... Maybe some guys that have uh, shown some growth and development and could play a big role for you this year. Well, I tell you, I mean, we take pride in developing the kids we have. Um, you know, you know, when they're freshmen, they may not be much. When they're sophomores, they they get a little better. By the time they're juniors, they're getting a little playing time. For us, you know, seeing these seniors that you know stuck through all the ups and downs and hit the weight room and did everything we asked them to do, and and seeing them come full fold is that's what we take pride on player development and right now there's there's kids here like a, you know Tanner Matthews going to be I believe one of the better receivers in the area a kid that didn't play football for two years came back to us you know uh, a kid like Ian Wolf who's now going to be a junior you know blows his ACL out his freshman year but comes back the next two years and, and works back from an ACL injury, and, and right now in seven on seven, his lights out. Uh, Jackson Rust, our quarterback's back. Um, they, we're expecting big things from him. Uh, we're moving Eli from tight end to tackle, just because right now he's six seven, almost two hundred ninety five pounds, and you know that's what he's going to do at the next level. So for us, you know, there's a lot of guys that we've developed, and a lot of guys that are going to have really good years for us. 
Coach Matt Faircloth, our guest. As everybody knows, the Hedgesville football coach now taking on another responsibility as a girls basketball coach. Thanks for the time, Coach Faircloth, and we'll talk soon. All right, fellas, I appreciate it. That was head coach there of the Hedgesville football team, now the girls basketball team as well. Matt Faircloth, thank you. thanks to him for coming on and joining us as uh, that news came out the other day that he officially got the job. Uh, and congrats to him on another job. And, you know, obviously he's turned one program. You know, you start to see that progress from that Hedgesville team. And, uh, you know, then you can see where he could make progress in a girls basketball team as well, Nick. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and he has that experience coaching girls basketball uh, that I wasn't quite aware of or maybe just forgot about. And, um, you know, because that was my initial reaction. Like, what what does Coach Faircloth know about girls basketball? But obviously he's had that uh, job before. And, well, and his sons play basketball. Yeah, and I figured he played basketball, but I just didn't know. You know, coaching girls basketball and playing basketball is two completely different things, I think. Yeah. But he has that experience, and he can bring a a good leadership to that program and hopefully some excitement as well. And I think there could be some exciting things on the Hedgesville football side. Yeah, definitely by the way that he was telling us there. And, uh, well, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll loop back into some NBA news. Big trade last night to a team that's really could be building into contenders. And then more drama. A player has a wish list if he doesn't get a new contract. And then we'll talk Stanley Cup Finals and uh, Nats begin a series with the Rangers this weekend. That's next after this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest-growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Crime is on the rise. Shield yourself with a new Smith & Wesson MP 2.0 Shield Plus, chambered in 13 rounds of 9mm. Saturday, July 2nd, Valley Guns 2 is having their 7th annual sidewalk sale, featuring a wide selection of sale prices on Smith & Wesson handguns and M&P 15 rifles, like the MP Shield 2.0 Plus or the Model 642 and 442 revolvers and MP 15 Tactical chambered in 5.56. It's the 7th annual sidewalk sale at Valley Guns 2, exit 5 off I-81 Inwood, West Virginia. Find out more at valleyguns2.com. The Larry DeMarco team at Modern Realty Results believes buying a new home requires a dedicated team that cares about your needs and concerns. Our experienced team is from the area, and we care about this community because it is our home as well. Whether it's a $30,000 home or a $3 million home, we will be hands-on and invested throughout the entire process. Thinking of buying or selling in West Virginia? We've got the tri-state area covered. Right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! 
You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. I guess we're working on the weekend, Nick. Uh, Avery's not. He gets the weekend off to go home see his family. It's his mom's birthday this weekend. Yeah. So happy birthday, Miss Newport. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell her that you <laughs> shouted her out. I know she'll and, appreciate uh, it. And Colin, he uh, doesn't post from his own page. He posts from our TV 10 page in our on our show chat. Hey, guys, just landed in Philly. All right. So safe travels as he goes to Spain. Spain. Spain, Spain. That's what will be international for the next week. traveler. International travel, getting uh, those international travel perks. Well, welcome back to the show here. Final segment on the June twenty fourth edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by the Mayor's Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices at twelve seventy Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Again, calling out Avery in. Uh, we've got a lot to discuss in this segment. We got about ten minutes, ten or so minutes left in today's show. Uh, we'll circle back to our second segment, which was NBA. Uh, big trade last night. Kemba Walker traded to the Pistons, a team really building. Yeah, I mean, you could. I, I think they've got a nice little young core, but um, he most likely will not be a Piston for very long. They, I think, they've already actually agreed in principle to a contract buyout. Um, so that means he'll be an unrestricted free agent. He can sign with any team he likes. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think he will actually end up being a Piston. He will likely try and go to a title contender to you know get a ring. That seems to be the popular thing among uh, veteran players like that who uh, agree to contract buyouts. But uh, This NBA draft thing was really confusing because... The Knicks were supposed to send somebody to Oklahoma, OKC. Yeah, it was a huge jumble I was mess really, of a trade. But. Also, I, I'm pissed off at the NBA draft. Uh, Why is that? Because... his name called. No, because... Next I can't, year, Spencer. I can't go on Twitter. Why? Because oh, they guys like the Shams and, and Woj, they're out there tweeting the picks five minutes yeah, before. Like, that really like they, They're going to announce the other pick, so the other Does teams Scheffler technically on them. Yeah. They do it for the draft. They do it for the NFL awards. I, I forgot about that. It's so, annoying. So I'm going on Twitter last night while I have it on, at least the first round, and we're at like pick nine, and I always wanted to see the Wizards pick, and then I was going to go back to doing some other stuff. So I'm on Twitter waiting for them to go. They're still talking about the, the guy that got drafted ninth, and all of a sudden I see some shams. Uh, sources tell me the Wizards are, are focused on drafting uh, Johnny Davis. Yeah, which is more or less saying that they're going to take Davis. Yeah. So I don't know. I just have that gripe. I guess yeah. you gotta, no, I, I guess I got to remember for any kind of draft, you got to stay off Twitter. Yeah. No, I agree. That's very annoying because it takes a lot of the intrigue out of watching it. You know, if you know what what pick is going to come next, then what's the point? Yeah. 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 But um, in terms of the Pistons trade, it didn't really make sense to me why they wanted Kemba Walker just to buy him out. But, I mean, I didn't think them acquiring Kemba Walker and having him on their team would really make sense at this point. Well, I think they wanted Jalen Duran. That's what I think they wanted because they ended up getting Duran. Yeah, they got Duran in the the trade, which Duran was originally picked by Charlotte, who is then – he then was traded to New York, who then flipped him to Detroit. So – I didn't – I had stopped watching because the visits were done. So that's that's kind of the connection to how – I just kind of read it and I didn't really quite get all the information because it was, like, all over the place. But – 
Um, then that makes sense. And Kemba Walker, yeah, he's kind of done as being a big-name player in the league, which is kind of confusing because he just really dropped off very quickly. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. But maybe he just wasn't all that great anyway to begin with and was just on a really bad Charlotte team for a number of years. That's kind of how I viewed him when he first you know, got to the Celtics and stuff. I mean, I think he's a good player, but maybe was a tad bit overrated. Uh, and his numbers probably saw an increase because of the team he was on. Uh, and injuries have hurt him as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, he barely got any playing time for the Knicks last year. Like, they shut him down in January, I think. He wasn't even hurt, really. I think their reasoning was just they wanted him to prepare for the 2023 season. So, you know, I think they said he had, like, knee soreness or something. But The Knicks were such a disappointing team this year. Yeah. yeah. Can no we also there. talk about how there's two players... Named Jalen Williams. Jalen Named Jalen Williams, spelled differently. Who both play for the Thunder. Who both got drafted to the Thunder last night. With the 12 pick last night, they uh, selected Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara. Then in the second round, they went with Arkansas's Jalen Williams with the third, 34th pick. Uh, one spelled J-L-A-L-E-N, J-A-L-E-N, and the other spelled J-A-Y-L-I-N. Yeah. But that's kind of... <laughs> like, Did they draft the right one at each spot? Is Maybe they wanted that they, the other Jalen Williams. Yeah, they spelled his name round. wrong. They're like, oh, dang it, we messed up. Well, well I mean, the, the fact that he dropped the other one here. The fact that he dropped to thirty-four. You know, that's twenty-two picks later, or yeah, twenty-two picks later. I think they didn't. Because if they maybe, meant to draft, but maybe they meant they, to draft Arkansas's Jalen Williams, then he probably would have gone at like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. But maybe they knew something about Jalen Williams that we don't. I we're already confused talking about Jalen Williams. How about that? Which one do you prefer? Right, Santa Clara. I, I don't know a whole lot about the Santa Clara Jalen Williams. I know a lot about the Arkansas Jalen Williams because there is actually talk about him going back to school. And if he were to go back to school, Arkansas looked to be a really strong, serious national title contender yeah. for next year. They got two yeah. five-star recruits, two of the best high school players in the country. Eric Musselman is their head coach. He's done a really good job there. So, And, you know, they, they made it all the way, what, to the Elite Eight? Yeah, I mean, they yeah. were, you know, they were that close. So, uh, But he ended up staying in the draft, and now he's uh, playing for the Thunder. I don't know. That's just crazy to me. Yeah. You get two guys named the same. Arkansas could probably beat the Thunder. <laughs> well, yeah. Not, maybe not with Chet, though. With Chet Holmgren or, in the mix. Uh, maybe it's shy. a little different now. Yeah. SGA. All right. Let's now transition to the last NBA topic here. Uh, Kyrie Irving, who's kind of becoming irrelevant almost at this point. Well, I wouldn't say irrelevant. Not as big name as he used to be. How about that? Uh, he has a sign-and-trade deal wish list if no t- deal is coming from the Nets. Uh, the list includes the Lakers, the Clippers, the Knicks, the Heat, the Mavericks, and the 76ers. Sources have told Tim Bontemps of ESPN. And think, none of those teams have the cap room to sign him, yeah, by they the way. Need to, they need to do a trade there. So I think uh, Kyrie is still a great player when he's out there. He just has this whole mind of his own and and doesn't want to play sometimes and some of it has to do with covid and not being vaccinated he's just not focused 100 percent there it seems like on basketball but uh in terms of his talent he is still one of the best point guards in the nba when he's out there so uh 
it's this Brooklyn Nets situation is just very strange because they had that big three and they had their championship hopes. And it almost seems like KD has maybe taken a step back since the injuries a little bit, I think is a fair assessment. He's still a good player, still a very, you know, top 10 player in the league, I would still say, but he's not maybe top five anymore. And some of that probably has to do with age and stuff. But now it seems like they're blowing up their team and, you know, Kyrie is probably going to end up maybe back with the Lakers. Maybe he realizes he can't win without LeBron and it's like Katie's going to be like, you know what, send me back to the Warriors. I can't win without Steph. <laughs> well, Everybody's you know, they reunite. They just, they blew it up. And that's the thing with super teams is that they're, they're very volatile. And if they don't they work. They weren't even a super team for very long. They didn't even go through a playoff series together. No, I mean, Harden, <laughs> yeah. when he was there with Katie and Kyrie, they only played 12 games together, yeah. you know, so. Which is insane. Yeah, it didn't work, and it, it certainly appears that they're blowing it up now because if Kyrie and KD both leave and find other places to play, then all three of those guys are gone, and I think the Nets' hopes kind of... Kyrie for Westbrook. Oh, back to Brooklyn. It's been discussed. It's been discussed. Could happen. But. All right, we've, we're running short on time here, under two minutes. Ben Simmons from Under Harvard. three minutes left in the show now. Uh, Stanley Cup Final Game 5 tonight. Colorado leads the series 3-1 to one as they shift back to Ball Arena in Denver, 8 p.m. ABC. Uh, Colorado favored in this one. Andre Burakovsky, according to Coach Jared Bednar, is a possibility. Uh, he didn't play in Game 3 or 4, obviously, due to his injury he suffered in Game 2. Um, I think the Avalanche win the series tonight even if he's out. I disagree. I think Tampa steals this game. I think the Avs will still probably win the series, but um, I don't think Tampa's going to die that quickly. Again, they're the two-time reigning cup champs. They're not going to... Yeah. I don't think they'll fold. What do you think about the uh, the controversial call in, uh, in the previous game? Too I mean, many men. I don't know, but that that goal was cool. That was popped cool. up in the thing. Yeah. It's Just the most bizarre right thing I've him. ever yeah. seen. But... Yeah, you know, I, I feel like the Lightning are going to come out with a chip on their shoulder because, you know, they feel that they got robbed and that the call went against them. And the Avs don't feel that way, obviously, because it benefited them. So I feel like because of that, they're going to come out with a little more fire to try and and salvage what's left of this series. I mean, they're down 3-1, which in other sports might be a death sentence, but not in hockey. We've seen plenty of 3-1 comebacks, 3-0 comebacks even in the NHL playoffs before. Uh, and you can't count out the two-time defending champions. Nick, anything? No, I don't really have much. Your uh, your poll wraps up here soon. 73% say they'd rather be struck by lightning than stuck in an avalanche. 27% for that that we posed on Twitter yesterday. I uh, just Every wanted to Juve? quickly up to that. He doesn't have Twitter. I don't have Twitter, but I would say struck by lightning. Yeah. Okay. yeah you never want to be stuck easy. in an avalanche. No, that just seems it's like an existential fast. nightmare. Yeah, exactly. When you're stuck like, in an avalanche, it feels you're like You're trapped. Forever. You can't escape. If you're struck by lightning, it's a second and then... You're over. And it might not even kill you. Hence why the Avalanche are beating the Lightning right now. All right. Well, we've got Little Little League Baseball Area 1 tournament tonight. Morgan County, the site. Uh, At 7 p.m., Morgan County and Martinsburg doing battle tomorrow night. South Berkeley and Jefferson at 5 p.m. Winner of tonight's game will play Hedgesville tomorrow at 7.30. Then a 5 and 7.30 game on Sunday. 6 p.m. games on Monday and Tuesday. We'll have all that for you on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. Thanks to our sponsors for that. Uh, Thanks to head coach of the Hedgesville Eagles football and now 
girls basketball program. Matt Faircloth for coming on the show. We'll talk to you tonight and tomorrow. For Avery, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. Yeah.